Hi, welcome to another episode of Fault on Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Dr. Ferdi Schutt. He's the director at uh, the Max Planck Institute in Germany, and he's also uh, vice president of the German Research Foundation and is currently working with the German National Academy on uh, next generation energy development. So we're going to talk a little bit about, the, as the Germans call it, the energy venda, the uh, turn in energy, the next generation. And I'll just bring uh, Ferdi on the show and let him describe that. So welcome to the show, Ferdi. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me on, on, on your show. The German energy vendor basically means we are moving away from nuclear and at the same time, we are moving away from fossil energy resources to a pretty large extent. Uh, projection is by 2050, 80% less uh, fossil energy in electricity generation. So that would mean we have to move to renewables, and that brings, uh, brings up a problem. Renewables like sun, wind uh, are intermittent sources of energy, and somehow we have to cope with this situation. It's okay uh, at present where we have a penetration of maybe 10, 15, 20 percent. It changes quite rapidly in, in Germany and under these circumstances you can still cope with intermittency. In 2050 when there is 80 percent of uh, renewable energy in the system then it gets way more difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Ferdi, I will say this, is that uh, there are a lot of issues that are societal and political, and we'll skirt those completely, recognizing that they're there. But there are serious infrastructure and technology issues that have nothing to do with any of that. For example, when you start talking about the smart grid, especially as it relates to something like the Internet of Things and things that are taggable and trackable out there in the world, as it were, for power management, then you have issues of security, addressing things, software protocols, hardware interfaces. I mean, there's a big can of worms there, isn't there? Absolutely. Uh, I'm certainly not an expert in the IT side of, of the energy system, uh, but it's pretty clear that uh, th there will be a lot of uh, novel developments in uh, interfacing information technology and energy technology because uh, in, in a situation where we have more intermittency, we will have to resort to probably four different ways to cope with it, uh, which is backup capacity, which is grid extension, which is storage, and which is demand-side management. And especially in grid extension and demand-side management, uh, there will be a lot of information technology interfaced into the electricity system. So just for example, uh, to, to take an extreme case, uh, Every household may have uh, control from the utilities. Uh, so they could switch off your fridge, for instance, for like half an hour if there is not enough energy in the system, electric energy in the system. Uh, it won't be too bad for your steak if the temperature goes up from, let's say, minus 20 Fahrenheit to minus 10 Fahrenheit for half an hour. Uh, if the electricity switched on afterwards again to the fridge, which again touches, touches one of the topics you have addressed before, political, sociological, psychological problems. Not every customer will accept this kind of interference of the utilities with your mm -hmm. fridge at mm -hmm. home. So the initial stages of demand-side management will certainly be the big 
big industrial consumers of electrical energy, but uh, further down the road, we may actually even see demand-side management on the level of households. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, some of the terms that have come up in some of the discussions that I've had on this topic, I recently moderated a panel at the Applied Power Electronics Conference on Smart Grid was the whole issue of balancing and ensuring that, because how do I know that I'm cutting back on my power so that the grid is safe, or is it because they're selling my power to someone else? So that's an issue. But then another aspect of that whole thing, as you were saying, is with the grid storage, that ties into we could actually have a commercial solution that could bypass that as more and more vendors try to sell grid stiffening or utilize things like electric vehicle charging stations or other means of storing and controlling energy within the grid that are peripheral to or directly related to financial and uh, business-oriented solutions. Absolutely. We have this already nowadays. Uh, in Germany, there, there is a substantial amount of pumped hydro storage. So at nighttime, when electricity demand is low, uh, water is pumped up. Uh, at daytime, peak time, water uh, is actually uh, released from the reservoir through turbines, and that provides the peak power. Uh, what percentage? Is, I'm, I apologize for interrupting. What do you know offhand? What percentage, roughly, we're talking about that type of uh, power shifting? Uh, let's put it like this: If you fill up all the reservoirs, we have 20 minutes of the German electricity demand, which is not too bad. I mean, because we never shut it off completely, uh, so it, it's a substantial fraction. The and, but, but it also illustrates one of the problems we are facing nowadays since the whole economy of the electricity system is changing quite rapidly with more and more renewables in the system. Uh, we have 30 gigawatts peak solar energy uh, in, in Germany installed, a little bit more than 30 gigawatts. Our average power consumption uh, is actually 55 gigawatts approximately. So if all the solar panels would be running at full power, we would cover half of our energy demand. That means that, and and that energy is there at noon when the sun is high up. But it's also this peak was, demand. Well, this is true, but noon previously was the time when the, when the operators of the pumped hydro stations made their profits. They don't make these profits anymore because now we have all the solar electricity in the grid. And actually, nobody would probably build a new pumped hydro system just for commercial reasons. Uh, For uh, grid stability, it's important. But to make a big profit, one has to calculate very precisely of of it. uh, w- whether it still works that way. Mm-hmm. And that holds for many of the of the storage technologies. Pumped hydro is actually, for these applications, day, night shift is actually the cheapest solution. And even that is only marginally profitable right now. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I would say that's partially because of the issues of water management and the infrastructure required. If you think about some of the companies like, say, American Vanadium working with uh, the uh, German company with their redox flow technology, that should be relatively inexpensive and, and relatively safe for grid stability. But presently, any other, at least the numbers I know, any other technology uh, than pumped hydro is way more expensive. Uh, pumped hydro is by far, at least for the German situation, the cheapest uh, possibility. Although one has to say, 
uh, one has to carefully analyze what the power demand is, what the cycle uh, frequency is. So uh, day-night is a different storage uh, problem than weekly storage or minute storage. Uh, so one has to look at each situation separately. But for most, uh, most situations, uh, anything beyond pumped hydro is not economical mm -hmm. right now. And that makes a lot of sense, um, Fadi, because the whole issue of where the energy companies are going to go is going to be a question of shifting from almost to a web-oriented philosophy of power, managing power like you're managing data almost and just shifting it around. And mm -hmm. But then that means that the power companies are going to have to change their business model, which gets us back into the dangerous realm of politics and society. <clears throat> that, that's perfectly correct. Uh, it will be an interesting question whether the big utilities companies will be able to achieve this change of business model. In Germany, we have startup companies coming into the game who uh, bundle renewable energies, uh, produced energy, distributed energy, uh, produced over a whole area, and integrate that in an intelligent manner to provide basically something like baseload power. The old infrastructure of the electricity grid in Germany, and the same holds for the U.S., is, uh, is, a, is a centralized system. So you have big power stations, gigawatt uh, uh, power capacity, and I think we will still have this in the future because there are just power demands where you, where you need strongly centralized big units. But that will be supplemented by a distributed system of generation. And whether the big utilities are able to adapt their business model uh, to collect this distributed generation of energy is, is an interesting question. Uh, these are big companies. They have uh, a lot of experience in the field, so they may be able to do it. But there, there are startup companies coming into the field, and there are some in Germany who integrate wind, biomass, electrolysis for hydrogen production to provide basically baseload power with an intermittent supply from basically the sun. And so it, it'll be interesting to see who at the end wins the game. Mm, I think it'll be a mix, as you were saying, cogeneration and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Our energy system will definitely be much more diverse uh, than, than it is currently. Currently we have for electricity in Germany, there is basically nuclear hard coal, lignite coal, some renewable, some hydro, that, that will change completely. It will be a much more colorful picture with many more elements in there. Well, thank you very much. And uh, Dr. Schutt, I always let my guests get the last word. So what final thoughts do you have for my audience before we close out this episode? Well, maybe something to think about. The big questions in changing our energy systems are probably not the technological ones. They are important. Bringing down cost is very important. But I think what we need is social innovation, uh, at least as much as technological innovation, means uh, new types of governance for the energy system. We need new legal frameworks. We need possibly new economic models. We have touched upon that. Uh, but we also need sociological, psychological uh, research, actually, 
to uh, uh, get a feeling for what the customer really would accept, why customers of electricity, of energy, uh, don't always uh, take the rational choice but something else, uh, and how that can be influenced. These aspects are at least as important as the technological questions. And uh, again, uh, I'm curious to see the, info, the, the, the type of innovation uh, the future will bring. Well, I, I agree with you completely, and I'm just as curious. So really, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, Verdi. I'm really glad you came, and I think our audience got a lot out of it, because I did. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.